This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. We have allowed ourselves to become so disconnected and ignorant about something that is as intimate as the food that we eat. Be prepared to grow your own for victory. God said I need somebody strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to yean lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink foamed pullets who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadow lark. So God made a farmer. Well, here we go again. Welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. It is day seven of our 30 days of homesteading Q&A. I'm your host, Harold Thornborough from smalltownhomestead.com. And, um, you know, I've reached out to some of the best bloggers and podcasters in the homesteading space to answer your questions about homesteading for 30 episodes. So today's question is, I live in an apartment and was wondering if there's anything I can do to start working towards being a homesteader. I think it's a great question. A lot of people are in that position where they're just, they're in an apartment, they don't have any land, they, and they're really wondering, you know, is there anything I can start doing now? I have no way I can I can get any land or buy a piece of property, but I want to start doing something. And here to answer the question today on the podcast is Marie from Just Plain Marie. And uh, Marie, what do you say? What, what can a person do to start uh, being a homesteader in an apartment? Hi, I'm Marie from the Homesteading and Simple Living blog, Just Plain Marie. I want to talk to you about apartment living and homesteading. Please do not let anyone tell you that you need a huge acreage and a barn full of animals in order to begin homesteading. It's simply not true. Homesteading, or at least the modern version of it, is an amazing movement in which people are taking control of their food, their resources, and their lives, and doing so quite often right where they are. None of that requires a garden, livestock, or even land. One of the best things about starting your homesteading journey in a city or an apartment is that you can learn things step by step at a comfortable pace. Trust me, you do not want to learn how to preserve food and eat seasonally at the same time as you're trying to get a year's worth of food from your garden and figuring out how to work that wood stove. If you try to learn it all at once after moving to the country, you'll have no idea what a year's worth of food looks like. You won't know how to preserve the immense amount of food you need, and getting that fire going will be the least of your problems. The more you learn and practice little things now, the easier it'll be when you make the transition to your own land and full-time homesteading. No matter how much you learn ahead of time, there will always be obstacles to overcome. Now the first step, if you don't already do it, is to learn how to cook from scratch. Work at eliminating, or at least drastically reducing, processed foods, and develop a list of recipes that are made from basic, 
real ingredients and that your family likes. Cooking three meals a day from scratch is not an easy business. That's one of the reasons I wrote my cookbook, A Cabin Full of Food, to help people rediscover old-fashioned homestead cooking. While you're at it, start keeping track of what your family eats and uses in a year. That way, when tomatoes are ripe and in season, you'll know whether you need two bushels or 20. You might be shocked at how much you use. There are many kinds of food preservation that are suitable to apartments. When we lived in an apartment, I made unsmoked bacon, hams, and salt pork in my fridge, and there are small smokers that work on your stovetop. They can't handle a ham, but they can smoke fish or a slab of bacon. At various times, and in various apartments, I've dehydrated food, made several different types of cheese, preserved food in a pressure canner and a boiling water bath canner, and did small-scale fermentation. Brewing is another useful skill that requires only a small amount of space, and so does worm composting. Even gardening. If you have a balcony or grow lights, you can learn to grow miniature vegetables. They may not provide a lot of food, but the experience of growing the plants will help you later. Again, if you have a sunny balcony, start learning about small-scale solar. There's a huge learning curve for do-it-yourself solar power, so give yourself a head start if you're thinking of going that route. Now, don't forget that many cities now have community gardens. Again, although they won't provide all of your vegetable needs, the experience will teach you a lot about growing. Even if you can't garden, make friends with farmers and figure out exactly when each food is in season in your area. Learning to eat and preserve food in season takes a while, since we're so used to grocery stores that are supplied with everything all year. At first, buy as much as you know you can preserve. There's no sense in buying 10 bushels of tomatoes if nine of them will spoil. As you get better at food preservation, the amount you can manage will increase. Seasonal food comes all at once, and it must be dealt with. Right now, I have 32 fat butternut squash sitting on my counter, and a farming friend is holding 10 bushels of carrots in his cooler for me. In one weekend, I shucked and canned 6 bushels of corn. Those numbers are scary when you're starting out, but with practice, they do become manageable. And of course, one benefit of buying in increasingly larger amounts is that you will save money. A three-pound bag of carrots costs me $3 at the grocery store. While that may not seem like much, I can get a 60-pound box from a farming friend for $30, much less if I'm willing to take perfectly good but unsightly-looking seconds. Ten boxes of seconds might cost me $150, but I save myself $450 and have two years' worth of carrots put away with canning and dehydrating. There are many other self-sufficiency skills that are possible while living in an apartment. Space is not needed to explore herbal remedies, after all. Needlework, especially practical ones like mending, can go anywhere. Take a first aid course, increasing your skills as your time and budget allow. Everyone thinking about moving to the country should learn basic CPR. 
Here's one that most people won't mention, I think. Get in shape. I mean, take the time now to build up your ability to lift and carry heavy things for long distances. Had I realized how much I'd be hauling bales of hay, carrying stubborn goats, and dragging building lumber around, I think I'd, been, I'd have been out in the parking lot flipping truck tires. The last time I picked up a 50-pound bag of flour, I was surprised at how light they've become since moving here. This is only a small list of things that you can do, but I hope it sparks some ideas for you. No matter where we live, there are going to be some things that we can and cannot do. The great thing is, though, there's no checklist determining who is and isn't a homesteader. If you're working towards a life of self-sufficiency and you feel the homesteading spirit of independence, then welcome to the club. We're glad to have you. That's some great stuff, Marie. Thank you for that. And I encourage you to go check out Marie's website, Just Plain Marie. It's justplainmarie.ca. And also check her out on Facebook and Twitter. I'll have all those links in the show notes. And I also have a link to her book, A Cabin Full of Food, Filling Your Pantry and Using It. So check out those links for her book as well. And I think it's just some great advice that, that Marie's given us. And uh, you know what? What she did there was one thing she did in her answer was to define homesteading. And I think that's a real important thing to do because if your definition of homesteading is, you know, living completely self-sufficient in a woods somewhere, uh, totally self-sustained, um, off the grid, whatever, and that is some people's definition of a homestead, but it's not my definition. And I think it's the, not the definition of most modern homesteaders. Um, I, I look at homesteading as working towards self-sufficiency and whatever steps you can take to get there one thing at a time. And, you know, I don't think anyone ever goes as far as they want to go, but, uh, most homesteaders I know, they're just taking on and learning one new thing, one new thing at a time, adding one new thing to their homestead, becoming just in one more way, becoming more self-sufficient each year. And, uh, I think that's all any of us can ever really do. And it, doesn't really matter where you're starting from. It just matters where you're going. And whether you're starting in an apartment, learning basic kitchen skills, homesteading kitchen skills, or if you already have a piece of land of several acres and you want to start homesteading that. It just, where you're starting from is not the main thing. It's what you're aiming for. I think that's some great advice from Marie, and uh, Marie, thank you for that. I Again, go check out her site, and if you want to see the show notes for this episode, go to smalltownhomestead.com slash apartment. Thanks for listening, and check back with us in a couple days where we'll have another question and answer, and until then, happy homesteading. Thanks for listening. To see the show notes for this podcast or listen to other podcast episodes, go to smalltownhomestead.com. There you can also read our blog, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, and take advantage of the many resources we make available to help you along in your homesteading journey. Please share this podcast and help us to carry out our mission of helping others to homestead today for a better tomorrow. Mm-hmm.